Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final segment of the week and what a week it has been. Remember when you woke up Monday and Tuesday and the world hadn't yet shaken beneath your feet? Yeah, I remember, I remember those days. That was before the earthquake era. Oh, way back when we were young. We were so innocent. All we had in our plate was merely a global pandemic. A new, unknown virus without a cure. Nothing we couldn't handle. Then come Wednesday, hump day, the whole earth shakes beneath our feet. In fact, I was, I was standing, I remember, I was standing right where I am right at this very moment. Uh, here, I'm broadcasting from home, as I've told you a dozen times today. Sorry for uh, repeating that. It's kind of an explanabrag thing, right? I want you to know I'm sacrificing too. Uh, I was standing right here. Uh, just just after 7 o'clock, getting ready to start the preparation for the day, do a little bit of writing, send some emails, and the ground started shaking. My computer here, where I'm uh, reading notes right now, it almost tipped over. I had to steady it. Uh, and then and then it occurred to me, oh, my gosh, I'm a, a, a father and a husband. I'm a protector. I need to sprint to eight. And I went running. I was panicking. I went running to uh, my wife and beautiful baby, who I, I believe to be still asleep in bed, but no, my, uh, my super smart wife, who did a little bit of growing up in California, she knew just what to do. By the time I got there, she had already scooped up baby Piper. Uh, she was holding her tight uh, in a safe place, and I put my arms around the two of them, and we waited uh, as a aftershock after aftershock came through, and we realized that, wow, we're earthquake people now. The power's out. What do we do now? And then began, as you remember, uh, quite a day, putting pieces back together, figuring out what the heck uh, do we do to stay safe in an earthquake. We learned that the absolute rule is to get under something, get under either a desk or a, a table, a console, maybe something where you can uh, get some protection from above because one of the dangers we learned is that of falling objects. Some folks uh, I know had to fight the instinct to run outside Pieces, adornments, bricks, things like that can fall off of buildings uh, and come falling uh, down atop the threshold as you walk out. There's danger outside when the ground starts to shake. So get under the desk. That's where you stay safe. Uh, and remember, this year, April 16th, uh, the great shakeup, you know that deal where all the workplaces and schools and churches and organizations uh, take a moment to review the safety guidelines for an earthquake? Well, pay special attention. Uh, and remember that that advice is important. We got away with one uh, on Wednesday. No casualties. No one lost their lives. number of folks, uh, it turns out, have lost their homes, and that's a heartbreaking thing. Uh, but everyone uh, remained breathing and remained alive, and everyone got to 
go home to their families and stay uh, a unit. And uh, I'm grateful for that. We got away with it. We've learned some lessons, and we'll go forward better prepared uh, in the future. That was all part of this week (laughs) in the midst of a pandemic. Anyway, as uh, producer Amy and I have gone about preparing each episode of the show this week, as I tell you each week uh, and each day that we try to get as much in here as we can, but sometimes there are pitches and there are topics that don't quite make the cut. Uh, and Amy uh, keeps track of all of those, and uh, we still don't have a name for this segment. We'll get there someday, maybe, or maybe we'll just prolong this gimmick of not having a name for it. Uh, but nonetheless, producer Amy will share uh, with us some of the headlines we didn't quite have time for uh, uh, on today's uh, program. So, Amy, start at the top of the list. Tell me what you got. All right. First up, Florida officials are closing several beaches after spring breakers are continuing to party. That's despite the warnings to get off the beach and go social distance, as you have done, Lee. You would be way too smart to attempt this, obviously, like these people. I, You're right. Uh, I would not find myself among these spring breakers in Florida there on the beach. Uh, and it's an interesting thing. The, the story, as I best understand it, the, the governor down there, uh, Ron DeSantis, former member of Congress, I used to cross paths with him in the hallway, but he uh, has decided not uh, to, to close uh, the beaches, rather leaving that to the, like the counties and municipalities to handle that. Uh, not sure why, uh, but what it has led to is these giant crowds of young people. And I saw, I saw on the news, <laughs> I saw on the news uh, these kids down there hanging out and having a good time, running around on the beach. Uh, the sun was shining. They're all uh, happy and smiling. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I hate to admit this, but I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I would love to be hanging out with them right now. But not, not of course – in the midst of a pandemic. That's irresponsible. That's no good. And, uh, Amy, did you tell me you've got uh, you've got some of the words shared by these spring breakers down there uh, yes. saying that maybe they don't care about this virus? So CBS News posted a video on its Twitter account Wednesday of a lot of these kids there, uh, and they were asked, why are they still here? So here's this video. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Doing us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty, and we need to address that. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago, and it was kind of up in the air if we still go, but, like, we're here. I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party, so it's kind of disappointing, but we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. I mean, it sucks, but... We're going to make the best of it. We're enjoying ourselves. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're going to enjoy ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. Turn up. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best trip we can. So Lee, <laughs> alcohol and the coronavirus do yeah. not good bedfellows make. No, uh, the the best part here is Maria came in studio while that was playing, and she said, "Oh, to be twenty one again." <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, listen, we got about one minute left. What's uh, what's next? All right, it's official. Utahns are the number one panic grocery shoppers. Uh, many states are seeing a lot of people panic shop. Well, Utah had uh, the highest increase in those uh, those numbers, two hundred sixty one percent more grocery shopping last week. Uh, Amy, thank you very much. I'll take it from here. I saw this headline uh, and I recoiled when I read it. The word panic is so inappropriately used in this headline. Uh, really, what it means is that Utahns are the number one when it comes to ready to deploy and assure their preparedness. We are here in Utah. We understand uh, what it means to be prepared. It's part of our DNA. It's part of the culture. It's part of uh, our everyday practice. It's part of our upbringing. We know that it is important uh, to be prepared. And when uh, Utahns, when you and I saw the writing was on the wall, that we may find ourselves in the situations uh, we are in right now, this social distancing, uh, we need to go out and get ready. And we did just that, and the numbers bear it out. That's it for Live Mike this week. We'll be back next week, same time, 1230, to chat with you about all the goings on around the world right now.